Fishing preview edition of the FLW podcast in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm Jody White, also in Huntsville, Alabama, right next to me. I'm joined by <laughs> Kyle Wood. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, party time here. It's Forest Wood Cup time, and we got, uh, we got a big show about to go down. Oh, we do. Uh, which means, of course, that you're going to need some fantasy fishing advice from probably people other than us is yeah. where I'd go. Well, maybe go for Kyle, but not me. Yeah, definitely don't listen to Jody. Um uh, Kyle, I guess, first off, we usually kind of talk a little bit about the lake and how it's shaping up and right. whatnot. You have been uh, interviewing dudes. You've been on the water two of the last three days. Mm-hmm. What's your impression of Wheeler at the moment? Uh, simply put, it's a grind right now. I mean, it's just a grind out there. <laughs> but it it is, it's a grind. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's uh, going to be slow. I don't, I will say, early in the week, there were guys talking about, like, it's going to be hard to get a limit. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure it's going to be that bad. Like, no. I think that most guys will be able to scramble up limits if they want to. Right. I think guys some guys in... are going to choose not to scramble for a limit and try and catch five or four big ones. Yeah. But I think that if you want to catch a limit, you probably can't catch a limit. Yeah, I'd say that's a fair assessment. Like, catching a catching a 12-incher uh doesn't seem to be too hard one thing i will say though the right thing is guys have been getting out early in the morning catching fish early in the morning Mm -hmm. we're not taking off until seven that they're burning an hour and a half of prime fishing time sitting on the bank drinking folgers coffee and a few donuts stuff like that Mm -hmm. getting ready so that could be kind of that could throw a wrench in the works a little bit it could a lot of guys though i think are banking on the schooling bite and as long as you got some sun, those schoolers will go, like, for a majority of the day. Really? At least from the guys I've talked to. Because I haven't really seen a whole lot of schooling activity going on. I haven't really been with any, been around anyone who's dialed in on that. But I've seen I, it a little bit, and every time we've had sun, like, today we had that rain for a long time. Yep. Like, I think Morgan and I sat under a dock for two hours. But the second the sun popped out, instantly bait up top. Like, you could see balls of shad everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then... Boom, 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 boom. Like, there was gar, there were white bass, there were large mouse, there were all kinds of stuff blowing up on bait. But okay. it was the second that sun popped out. And from, from what I've gathered from talking to guys that have seen the schooling bite throughout the week, and then also, like, the local guys that I did that article with, yeah, um, they said sun is key. If you got sun, you can catch them schooling almost all day long. Well, there ought to be plenty of sun. Yeah, that, should, should <laughs> that, be no shouldn't, be any, that. that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess other techniques besides the schooling bite, and we've been over all this stuff a million times, but mm-hmm. you do have fish offshore. Um, yep. Definitely do. I'm sure there's fish on brush. I haven't really talked to anyone who's kind of dialed in on that. But No, it seems kind of like a random here there. I haven't talked to Thrift. So, That's true. We haven't seen them. You know, we got that. And then, I mean, there's just grinding around up shallow with a whopper plopper or a buzz bait or mm-hmm. a square bill or a swim jig or something like that. and. There's plenty of fish to be had. There's fish to be had doing that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can kind of do whatever you want. It's just a matter of like how many bites are you gonna get or how long do you have to go between bites. Yeah, kind of a thing. I'm 
I'm curious to see what I'm really curious to see what wins this thing, and even like what's in the top five. Oh, because yeah. I have really no idea. Mm-mm. Not a clue. I mean, it could be the schooling thing. It could be someone who throws a buzz bait along the bank four days in a row. I mean, I think legit any of those any any option out there is possible. I would say the one interesting note back kind of on the how the lake is right now, the amount of shad like super tiny baby shad bitty little dudes yeah, yeah is absolutely mind-blowing like i've never seen that much bait before in my life okay well not even at clear lake last year last time you went no oh. not not maybe the reason it looks like more too is because you get in some of these like um some of these creeks that come into the tennessee river yeah and it's like so confined that the entire width of the thing yeah is so yeah. it, it appears like there's more. Maybe that's part of it. But yeah, it's, there are, it's pretty insane. There is a ton of bait in here. So the fish are obviously, I mean, in theory, they're well fed. Although I feel like I've seen plenty of fish that are kind of skinny, skinny looking. Yeah. Despite there's bait everywhere. They don't want little shad. Um, I have I have a feeling that maybe some of the fish that are fat just aren't eating that much. Well. Like, they already loaded up for the day. They're good. Um, they're on a diet. It's really hot. It's August. There's probably a lot of fish eating at night. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially probably fish that are gorging on those shad. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's a you know that's something to keep in mind too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyhow, shall we go ahead and dive into? Everybody's heard my picks. I made a few alterations. Shall we dive into yours? Uh, sure. All right. I'm gonna tell you who you picked. <laughs> Please do. Because <laughs> you don't have a cute computer in front of you. I do. Yeah, I was too lazy to haul one up to your room. So yeah, that's all right. I understand. Um, you had a long day. Uh, you've got Andy Morgan mm-hmm. for 30, Mark Rose for 30, Brian Thrift for 28, Todd Auten for 14, Terry Bolton for 14, Jay Kendrick for 18, Brandon Perkins for 12, Scott Suggs for 21, Scott Canterbury for 24, and Tyler Sutterth for 7. Yeah, I still feel actually pretty okay about that. I'll be honest, I haven't really seen a team that I don't like yet. It's which the we've Forest, mentioned, it's hard. the Forestwood yeah. Cup, it's hard to kind of differentiate. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I like your team, man. I don't have any, I don't have any issues with it. I might, I might say I'm kind of souring on the on the Scott Suggs situation. <laughs> I get that there are a lot of suspended schooling type fish. Mm-hmm. And if he can dial into that, I could see him doing well there. Um, but I don't know. My other um, theory is he's pretty good at fishing deep brush. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the same line of thought with Bolton as well. Was like yep. the yeah. I no needed doubt. some offshore guys, I think, to balance it out. Where like a guy like Thrift can is kind of like my He'll do whatever everything. he wants to do. Yeah. So that's where Bolton and Suggs came in. Yeah. Although after Suggs saying he was going to lock up to Gunnersville. <laughs> yeah, maybe changed your opinion of it a little bit. <laughs> but I'm sure there's some sandbagging going on. Oh no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. These um, guys are class A sandbaggers, so. Yeah. Uh, side note, um, I guess uh, Dan Moorhead says that Scott Suggs has checked out because he didn't do good at MLF recently. Aww. So he's now carrying that negative momentum into this one. Well, he better, <laughs> he better turn it around because I am not changing my team. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. We'll see. You don't, you don't want to have to write new picks. Yeah, no, I don't want to. That's, that's, I already did the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I... 
I am just loving the Jake Hendrick and Brandon Perkins picks. Oh, man. I really think I both of those. I haven't talked with Perkins this week, and I'm kind of bummed about it. I saw on Snapchat, he, or no, it was on Facebook, he caught like a three-pounder offshore. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, <laughs> which apparently like catching bigger ones offshore is kind of hard to do. Interesting. So that I like. Also, I'm just a Brandon Perkins fan. Like I feel like he's, granted, there have been tons of guys who have come into these cups and they've been a local favorite mm-hmm. and they flame out. Oh, yeah. But then sometimes you get uh, Kevin Hawk and maybe you get Brandon Perkins. You get Gagliardi. Okay, let me rephrase that. Local favorite who is also like kind of your new guy. Oh, okay. Uh, so... Gagliardi's had millions of years of tour experience. That's true. You know, this literally millions. <laughs> yes, hun- hundreds of millions. Um, whereas I, I, some I was thinking more like your rookie, your guy who hasn't really been there before. They okay. get in it and then they can spin out. I'll, I'll buy that. I think that could happen. Like, there's no for sure. Hundred percent could happen to him. It could happen to plenty of the guys who haven't been there before. Mm-hmm. But there's this field is there aren't a whole ton of like real young guns in it. There are no. a lot of guys who have fished for a long time. Or, even though if they're young, they've been in the cup a number of times. So I don't expect too many guys to flame out. But I think like him and I think Sudarth are prime candidates for... If you're going to look at a guy who's somehow the, ment- the mental aspect is going to overwhelm them and mm-hmm. make, force them to make a bad decision, Yeah, those could be the guys. Even if they're good fishermen on fish, yeah, it's for sure. the type of situation where it might not work out. It's hot. You know, you're not catching anything. There's a yeah. lot of people rallying for you, and you yeah. just crumble. <laughs> um, Hanselman had a really good one. He said he thinks Alabama is 10 feet closer to the sun than <laughs> than Texas because even though it's really hot down there, it's not humid. <laughs> so like it's like that's how hot it is. <laughs> that's pretty hot. Yeah, you just get here, and it just, boom, <laughs> it hits you. Uh, but, yeah, it is really hot out there. Oh, man. Yeah, it's not going to be cool. I mean, you're sweating by like 8.15. Oh, easily, yeah. And as soon you as the sun you hits you. Several more hours of it. Yeah. My boat driver's brought a big umbrella, he says. He got that. He bought himself a floppy hat. Um, I got my floppy hat. We're going to get a lot of water. A lot of water. Oh, so much water. <laughs> With ice. Lots of ice. Oh, so much ice. Um, maybe some sweet tea, too. Ooh. Diet dues. Oh yeah, there's just all kinds of sugar, caffeine. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be one to grind through. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should get a floppy hat. The, I haven't found one I like yet. That's my problem. But that's what tomorrow's for. It's hard to get a good floppy hat because some of them are really overpriced. Yeah, and I found that out. <laughs> yeah, big time. And some of them, they just don't fit you right. So I think I'm calling Alex Davis tonight. I'm going to find out what gas station he recommends for a good, solid sun hat. And make a short drive mm-hmm. and go get it. Yep. That's All right. what needs to be done. I like it. Well, so I made two alterations to my team. Oh, yeah. What are they? Today. So I took – I added in Bill Chapman, basically, and I also added in Brian Thrift. And that meant cutting Terry Bolton. To get Chapman in. Okay. Because I had to cut somebody. Yep. And it was, to me, it was Bolton, Perkins, or Jimmy Reese. Mm. And I just, for whatever reason, decided I'm going to cut Bolton. Makes Probably sense. as great or bad an idea as either of those other guys. Mm-hmm. So I cut him and put in Chapman. And that gave me extra cash, like Boku extra cash. So 
I went ahead and I upgraded from uh, Mr. Wesley Strader, mm-hmm. who is apparently thinks he can catch fish now. Okay. He had a, a better day of practice. Yeah. Okay, good. He doesn't think he's going to win in it, but he thinks he's going to catch fish. All right, good for him. Uh, so I did feel a little bad taking him off in that situation, and of course I'm you know, big Wesley Strader fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's hard to pass up Brian Thrift. The guy's been in the top ten like every oh. time. The more you look at this tournament, the more you think about how it could be two fish out deep, two fish up shallow, one fish up shallow. Uh, two fish out deep, three up shallow, then catch them all shallow, then catch them all deep, catch three, yep. three schoolers. Like, the more you think about that, the more you think, gosh, this is Brian Thrift's kind of deal. Oh, man, it absolutely is. I mean, even on Kentucky, like, he made the top 10. I think he made the top 10. Maybe. Mm. Made the top 20, whatever. He did great. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the, the point is, he did great, and he was fishing docks one of the days. Yeah. Uh, on Chickamauga, he's done that. He's been long lining mm-hmm. one day, and, like, He's got a knack for on the Tennessee River mixing it up. And oh, yeah. this could be like the one tournament where actually mixing it up is going to get the job done on the Tennessee River as for opposed to sure. just straight ledge fishing or straight doing one other thing. That's a very valid point because like, whatever the guy's find in this event, like I don't think no one's going to win off a spot. I'm I, very fairly confident of that. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm going to say 75%. Well, I'm going to say um, – I'd be very shocked if someone won it solely off, like, every fish they weighed came off one spot. Okay, that That's, I would, yes. Yeah, not, not like, I could see you got a couple spots you can hit to catch, whether it's a deep fish I or could even see fish. a guy winning it winning it with 75% of their fish coming off one spot. And if it's the okay. spot, you could milk it. And, you know, you have to add, he's, they'd have to add some in. They'd have sure. to manage it. It'd have to be a place they had to themselves, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Two guys, I don't think three guys are going to start in a spot and have yeah. those three guys win. No. Unless one of them just does phenomenal things outside of that spot. But because you're going to have to sample from a lot of places, it's probably going to mean by day four, guys might have to run new water. Yeah. And if you're turning loose on the final day of a tournament, there's only like two guys I'd be rooting for, and that's Thrift and Morgan, because they're like two of the best to just go and down just the bank and be breaking like, stuff down. Oh, I'll probably catch one over there, and then they go in and catch they a catch two-pounder, one. catch yeah. a three-pounder. So Thrift from dam to dam, I think, is far more versatile than some of the other guys in the field. Yeah. No, I I definitely I agree with you on that, that he's got – even Andy Morgan, who is super versatile, mm-hmm. he's likely not to be fishing very deep. Very often. Right. Yeah, it's my no. guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, and um, Brian Thrift has that ability to throw that in there. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah, better than anyone to, else. I mean, he's got like 40 rods on the front deck of his boat come turn All perfectly organized. And he'll take time out of his day, like when he pulls up the trolling motor, to reorganize Yeah, like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, make sure they're... <laughs> it's the craziest thing for a guy that fishes so fast. He's so OCD about his rods. It's I love ridiculous. It. I love but, watching Hey, him. it works, you know. I love watching him, like, retie a bait. He doesn't do it in, like, two seconds. He, like, oh, it's massages it. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is good, this is good. Make sure, make sure it's looking good when it cinches down. Yeah, he's, it, whereas some guys are in a hurry. Or, he never gets in a hurry, but he fishes super fast anyway because he's mm-hmm. just so dang efficient. I watched him get on plane once and then quickly get off plane because one of the rods, one of the reels wasn't facing the right way, so he unstrapped it, moved it, strapped it back down, <laughs> and then took off. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> What a what a dude! I know. How did he let that escape him? Right. I know. That's a that's a big thing. He was, 
He must have been in the zone. All right. Well, we're about uh, we're about 15 minutes in now. I think, I guess the time has probably come to look at a little bit of fantasy trend action Ooh, and yeah. try and close our thing out. Let's do it. Um, I, I guess looking at this deal, and let me see if I can like shift this around so you can look at this as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is good. So, overall. I don't really have any quibbles looking at the overall percentages. Really, I, I, it's hard to have one. I yeah. think David Dudley is probably too low. Like, he's at 20%, which is a pretty significant amount. But at the same time, David Dudley for 28 bucks. when, I, I mean, I think he's worth the 30 plus percent ownership mm-hmm. that some of these other guys have. Yeah, for sure. Because um, this is the kind of term where he could do well in, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, he, he's he's versatile in that sense. It's a mix-it-up kind of deal. Otherwise, I mean, scrolling on down through there, I'm really surprised. And to answer me this, what is with it? So 60% of the pundits picked Ray Hanselman. 14% of... Uh, regular dudes picked Ray Hanselman. What's going on there? Like, why? Clearly, no one reads pundit picks. Uh, obviously, <laughs> but why are we? Why are we out on the on a limb here? Do you have? Do you own Hanselman? I do not. All right, tell me why don't you own Hanselman? Uh, honestly, it was it wasn't really anything against him. It was just kind of I think how my how it shaped out. Yeah, like once I once I took Thrift Morgan uh, Canterbury and. Uh, forgot my team but basically the way the money shook out yeah i think it was just there were other guys i wanted to have like i wanted perkins yeah i wanted and then it was just the money wasn't really there um but i absolutely am all about having him on my team okay what do you think the argument against having him on the team is uh, 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 granted you could obviously you could make your money work but like handsome is honestly i think i picked any morgan and then i picked hanselman mm-hmm. and then i built my team from there okay like he was a priority for me because first off, I think he's undervalued. I think twenty bucks for Anselm oh, yeah. is a great deal, and like second, I'm very confident in his ability to for sure have a good finish in this in this deal. I think really the argument for not owning him would be he hasn't won enough tournaments consecutively. If well, he won five in a row, psh, all day long, all just go <laughs> but, with it. But four, no, yeah, no, no, no. It, and here's the thing. This year, I mean, I'm pretty sure you got a check at Sam at Sam Rayburn. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you got a check in a Bass Open. But other than that, he's fished other he hasn't fished any other tournaments and right. won. So He's been quiet. Yeah. You know, he's a severe lack of winning. I, I honestly think I feel like people are probably leaning too much on the fact he's like a Texas guy and doesn't have really any wheeler experience he's been here before he has yeah but i guess once in the uh in the realm of he's not what, a guy you look know. at the tenant he when you think tennessee river you don't mm-hmm. think ray hanselman no that's for sure but i think the way you need to look at it is so the guy swept the division last year then goes up to the ohio river catch a small mouse on, does something totally different than what he would normally do right does and wins the tournament doing that. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about taking a guy out of his comfort zone, that's it, man. And it's not just wins the tournament doing that. It's beats Matt Airy and Jeff Sprague and Matt Stefan. Absolutely. Like, 
a dozen other tour guys, mm-hmm. including locals in, who were in that derby, like Dan Moorhead yeah. and Terry Bolton and uh, Brandon Hunter. Like, he beat everybody. Yeah. And that is an accom- that right there is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there are guys on, in this tournament who have an information edge on him, no mm-hmm. doubt. For sure. I mean, Mark Rose knows more about Wheeler than yeah. uh, than Hanselman does. And Mark Rose is a better fisherman than Hanselman is, I believe. But I don't think it's a big margin. No. Like, Hanselman is really good, I think. He's a stick. And la- is he always going to win every tournament he fishes? No. Do you bold expect- bold right. call there, right? Right, he just set the bar a little high. <laughs> yeah, he probably should have taken it easy <laughs> and I just mean, like, not won. A second place would have been fine. I yeah. still would have been like, dang, this is crazy. Would have been, wow, cool. <laughs> would have been, it would have been like the second greatest story of all time as opposed to the greatest story of all time. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm – I mean, I'm not saying – if you really aren't feeling it, don't take him. But if you're yeah, like, otherwise. man, I was thinking about taking Ray Hanselman and then I took somebody else and I like them – but I don't love them, maybe, maybe you go make that change. I'm just saying. Also, he's feeling kind of confident this week. He kind of is. He got off the water pretty early today. Like, he knows what he's going to do. He's got a place he's going to go. Now, he thinks he's going to have company. But, like, I've got a lot of faith in his ability to catch fish. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to call he's going to win it or anything like that. But I really do think that he's probably fishing on the weekend. N- Maybe he's fishing on the weekend in 20th place. You know, it may not yeah. be competing for the win, but I think he's having, I don't think he's going to embarrass himself. And I think he is a pretty cool cucumber. Mm-hmm. He's not totally, he's not totally cool cucumber. I mean, he wants to go out and win and he's, he's the first to admit he can make and has made mental errors. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you got to grind it out, he's the guy who can grind it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm all in on Ray Hanselman. I'm, I'm Hanselmania is kind of my deal at the moment. Um, I guess scrolling on down, any, anyone in the lower percentages who you are really feeling should be owned more. Um, I think looking at it, I might say that uh, Clark Ream could be owned a little more because uh-huh. he's pretty inexpensive. He's got some experience here. Granted, everybody's owned a pretty decent percentage. Um, 13 bucks ain't much. He's pretty good offshore. Mm-hmm. He's got, you know, if, he, if, you go, if you're going to go around and fish brush or stuff like that, he's a good guy to have. Uh, I know he's got a few spots. He's had like an okay practice, so... I, I I don't think he's a bad pick. I I don't say run out, change your whole team for him, but I think he could be someone to watch. I feel like uh, Troy Morrow is also I think slightly underowned for um, I I don't know the guy's really good at fishing like specific offshore things. You know what I mean? Not, yeah, not like, like a rock. Ledges. <laughs> yeah, a rock, a brush, a brush pile, pile. Like a smaller brush pile, or like uh, there's a lot of isolated wood a little deeper on Wheeler. So like a tree that got jammed in the channel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Lots of weird, pl- lots of wood in just weird places. Very random. Yeah. But the fish will set up on that. And Morrow 
is a kind of guy that can look that, and four percent of people and own him can put in the time to do that. Yeah, he likes. He's all about. He that. loves to just like do stuff that doesn't have an immediate payoff. Yeah, yeah, that's he's all about it. So yeah. I, I think he's four percent really of people uh, is. I think that's not criminally. He's not cheap. Low. You right, know, he's twenty-one he's, bucks. He's twenty-one bucks, and they're at that level. I mean, there's lots of decisions to make around that area. I mean, you look at twenty-one bucks. Would you rather have him or Scott Suggs? Mm. I mean, you could probably go either way on that, and I'd respect you. Right. Uh, and then right below him, for cheaper, you've got Brad Knight, Jay Kendrick, JT Kenny. I mean, you've got kind of a murderer's row of guys yep. less expensive than him who you could easily say, well, I'll just take them instead and then take some other guys 12 instead of 7 or whatever. Shoot, I should have just made a team of, like, Suggs, Morrow, JT, Hanselman, Knight, Kendrick. Danny Brower. Do it, do it, do it. Brower, Cobb, <laughs> it, It'd be Johnson. a pretty stud team. How many is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. LaHue. There you <laughs> go. There you go. There we go. Yeah. No, I, 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 I kind of wish I owned Shane LaHue. I kind of do too. I don't. I. I, I don't know. But that I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him hard. Um, let's see. I think Jamie Horton probably a little under owned. Nine percent. Oh yeah, I missed for that. For twenty for twenty two bucks. I mean, he should be at least like I would say like fifteen. It's weird because he was well owned all season long. I know when he was like quite cheap. Yeah, he was now a value all of a pick. sudden he's a reasonable to maybe even still a value pick. I think. Mm-hmm. He's in Alabama. It's his home state. I don't know if you noticed. Jamie Horton likes Alabama. <laughs> um, it's hard to get that noticed. sometimes. <laughs> uh, but I don't get why. Obviously, I didn't pick him. <laughs> and I guess you didn't pick him either, probably. Nope, I did not. But some there's there, for some reason, he's not in the sweet spot. We only had, I think, one pundit take him. I, more than one pundit should have taken him. I yeah. think more uh, more people should be picking him. So, guys, go pick Jamie Horton. Yeah, put him on your team. Yeah, do I it. I would, but I'm too lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then again, it's you're like, well, do I want Jamie Horton or Clark Wendlet? Hmm. Hard to pass up, old Clark. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a very it's one of those things where whatever decisions you make, you're going to end up with a team. That There's looks really good. no wrong choice. Yeah. It's, th- that's the interesting thing about fantasy fishing at the cup. Like the rest of the year, I feel like there could be some teams, like you could pick a team and I'd be like, really bro. Yeah. Like that's what uh, you did. And then sometimes it turns out great. Cause it's fantasy fishing, but right. Yeah. But yeah, this one, you pretty much could jumble those together. However you want all those names into a team. I'd be like, all right. I like take it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I think that probably, uh, I'll probably do it. It's a lot of really good insight. Yeah. <laughs> Go out, pick yourself a team. Might be good. <laughs> Just blind pick them. Whatever. Um, yeah. We'll have a uh, we'll have a, a uh, another podcast for you tomorrow. We'll do a, get some interviews at registration or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, get some pros talking, of course. But that'll probably be up a little bit too late for any fantasy fishing effectiveness. Right. So you got that. Um, other than that, uh, I think uh, I think that's about it. Um, you can follow FLW all the places you know you can follow FLW by now. If you're listening to this and you play fantasy fishing, you probably know where to follow us. Yeah, I would say there's guess. a very good chance. Uh, you're not like, oh, well, it's this one guy. I'll hear from it. It's like, oh, there's two dudes <laughs> talking about just this one specific little thing. So, you know, hit us up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
watch, listen. If you're around Huntsville, come on out. Yeah, come see us. Come to the Cup. Uh, come bug Kyle. He's a star on Circuit Breaker. You guys should know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Um, Which there's going to be a new season. Yeah, soon, soon. At some point. We'll maybe talk about that tomorrow if we do an actual full-fledged Ooh. episode, something like that. I like it. But anyhow, we got uh, we got a lot of go- lot going on. It's time for us to get dinner. Yeah, definitely food time. See ya. Probably a good, like, 25% of our podcasts. People are like, God.